Thank you for joining us on More Than That, a podcast where we dive a little bit deeper into what was preached on Sunday morning. We hope that this is enriching to your walk with Christ and that you love God and people that much more so that we can extend the glory of God to the people he has placed in our lives. So buckle up and enjoy the conversation. Hey everybody, welcome to More Than That, a podcast where we pull the pastor or the preacher aside and just ask them if they had 10 extra minutes, where would they go? What avenues would they have taken the church down? Um, would they introduce something new to the sermon that you know they had to cut out for time's sake? And I'm sitting here with... Larry Stout. And my name's Tyler. So Larry, <laughs> if you had 10 extra minutes, what would you have said? Well, that's, um, I did take 10 minutes to start the message, and I probably <laughs> would have taken another 10 on emphasizing the importance of reading the Bible. Okay. It seems so basic, so simple, um, and it's the type of thing that um, everybody agrees you, I don't think I've ever had anybody say, oh, no, I don't think it's a good idea to read a Bible. Everybody <laughs> yeah. wants to think that it's important, but to be able to set aside the time, to make it a discipline, to, to make it a priority, that's not quite, you don't see that as much. Yeah. And I have. I am really, really, really want to... Um, kind of emphasize again that uh and i'll and i'll probably get in trouble for saying this but even my own wife uh is one of those that uh, said larry why do you have to drag around a bible uh you can just have it all on your phone you know with an app mm -hmm. and i said the problem with an app is you're tempted to just simply you just you know kind of get a quick fix uh, you're just you're just there to get a, a verse or two and mm -hmm. you're happy and I said uh, I I think it's important to, to have the book and you you're you you need to continually uh, the the best pastors I've ever known and even in, in like Spurgeon I mean who read the Bible through what hundred times I mean or maybe more um, you cannot go wrong by just just continually reading over the scripture because you're always going to find things you didn't see before. Mm -hmm. And this is now segueing into the other thing that I just got absolutely jacked over discovering something that it was sort of just almost like a little bit of an an annoyance, mm -hmm. if I could put it that way. It's probably terrible to say that, that you're annoyed by the scripture. But um, why did Jesus do a miracle to pay a tax, which seemed so out of place? I mean, really, it just, it just didn't make any sense to me um, that okay they got to pay a tax they got money they got a a change per i mean they 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 um 
certainly could have come up with, you know, half a shekel um, to pay this thing. Mm -hmm. It just, I don't know, it just seemed like, I mean, forgive me, but it almost seemed like Jesus was showing off. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, well, that, it just didn't make sense, to be honest with you, and through the year. But it wasn't, I didn't have enough, I didn't want to just pursue it, per se. I just thought, well, it, yeah, it's there. And the irony is it is it the chapter 17 of Matthew, where this particular um, <coughs> story starts out with the, the transfiguration. So you got mm. this incredible, like, one of the the moments of Jesus' ministry mm -hmm. is where he's he's being transfigured with with Moses and Elijah, to which um, you know Peter is is witnessing and he's ready to let's make three elders you know three to, yeah to, because yeah. he's so overwhelmed by this experience, um, you know this is this is this is a big thing and it's almost like it's descending now by the end of the chapter to. We're, we're going to go fishing for tax money. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. You know, it just, it just, so now it was when I was doing the study on that section of, of uh, Exodus 30 about the fact that they were required to pay the tax. And what jumped out at me was, if you don't, you die. Mm -hmm. I thought, really? I mean, really? I mean, now we're, this seems... <laughs> Kind of extreme, wouldn't you say? So now you're sort of putting the pieces together. That there's a symbol in this thing. There's a purpose to it. To which it, the only thing it would make sense is a way of recognizing, as I said, it's recognizing that we owe our lives to God. And in a sense, this mm -hmm. is, this is a, a reminder. It's a token to symbolize that mm -hmm. okay so now okay now i can actually see a little bit because now jesus explains that in matthew 17 he's he's saying do earthly kings have to pay it well he's the earthly king he is representing the king he mm -hmm. doesn't have to pay it he shouldn't have you're pay, he's paying himself <laughs> so yeah you know, it's like giving a no loan to yourself for yeah it's like giving a loan to yourself <laughs> no purpose but he said but so that they don't, um, so we don't offend them. Mm -hmm. We're going to do this. And like, but here's the point. Uh, we're going to do it miraculously. And in that miracle, though, what he should have just done was it'd be a half shekel coin. It should have been, yeah, you know, yeah. so that Peter. I was could, wondering why. Je yeah. Right. Jesus paid for himself. And Peter should have been okay with that. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I got to come up with a half a shekel on my own. Mm -hmm. But Peter is going to be paid for by Jesus, and since yeah. Jesus, and since Peter's the one person, he's coming. So he's he's actually saying, "I'm going to show you, Peter, that he's really he cares about us individually." Yes, John three sixteen is true. God so loved the world mm -hmm. that he gave his only begotten Son. Got it? That's true. But he also cares about me. He cares about this one. And he's demonstrating it in the most unusual way. Mm -hmm. In that it's going to just happen to be a one shekel coin that will be in the fish's mouth. Mm -hmm. uh, the, you know, I mean, you could, whatever you want to say, the odds are 
phenomenal that he would just happen to catch one fish and that one fish just so happened to have kept <laughs> yeah. a coin and that coin just so happens to be the one that will pay for their the two mm-hmm. of them and their taxes i i can't tell you how many times i've read that story i bet i was a kid when i read that story i'm 70 now <laughs> and i just saw it yeah so i just want to encourage people do never never think that you're going to get everything out of the scripture mm-hmm. which yeah, means yeah, exactly. keep reading it keep mm-hmm continually to soak your brain in God's word because you'll never ever get to the bottom you'll never you're always going to find you know new things within his word and that should make us Mm -hmm. want going now back to reading yeah why should you keep reading it over again because God is going to give you new things every day as we open our hearts and minds to receive them. Yeah. One of the things, like, beforehand, because you were talking about, like, oh, I, I don't want this on my smartphone, I don't want it mm-hmm. on my iPad, whatever. Um, <clears throat> and just, like, you mentioned how you, we were just, like, we're inundated with screen time. Yeah. And yeah. it made me think of, like, you know, you get that one, you said you also get that one hit, like, uh, <laughs> well, I'm like, that's quite literally what happens when we mm. open our smartphone or our tablet, yeah. whatever it is, we do, our brains get a hit of dopamine. Mm. And mm. that is what has led to the addiction to the smartphone and a whole yeah. bunch of other stuff. So yeah. if we are going to distance ourselves from that, um, a physical book is the best way to go. Mm-hmm. I prefer physical mm-hmm. books personally. Um, <laughs> but it's also something tactile with me. And I know yeah. I'm probably in the minority anymore. But regardless, like, you know, you you get that hit of dopamine. Mm-hmm. And now you're associating that with the Bible. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, that you're associating the Bible with a dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, how good that can make you feel. Yeah. But why are we doing it? Are we doing it because we want that dopamine hit from the screen time or because we mm. are really wanting to get into the word? Mm. But I really do think that <clears throat> there's something to being, ha- having a physical book. Um, it's something that, yeah, is a little bit more cumbersome mm. to bring, mm. to like carry around. But there, I don't know, writing, writing something down like instead of typing it on a on a laptop or a, mm-hmm. um or a, a, your phone or like writing in the margins of your bible like i am all for mm. writing in your books mm-hmm. um so the other thing is and <clears throat> i wanted to get your thoughts on it because we have had conversations in the past regarding the Apostles' Creed and that mm. one word, Catholic, mm-hmm. <laughs> and how people just like throw up their, their arms and like, oh, mm. well, we, we're not Catholic. We're not Roman Catholic. Mm. Um, but when you were talking about Matthew 17 and Peter being paid for by Jesus, mm. it made me think of, you know, the papacy mm. and how Peter is said to be the first pope. Mm. Um, mm. Do you think, and you can just riff completely Hmm. on this do you think that that's a a a, like a foreshadowing of the papacy and at least the catholic argument for it well i've never they always um 
relate it back to Peter's acknowledgement of you're oh, the, the Christ. Rock. Yeah, yeah. And that's sort of where the and and the mm-hmm. fact that even Jesus took Peter aside in the end of John and mm-hmm. made him feed my sheep. So I I've never heard that particular take on it this mm-hmm. this section because those are usually the ones that are used to consider for Peter. Mm-hmm. Um I don't have an answer for that. Okay. I don't I don't yeah, think I didn't I've expect. never heard of that as I'm thinking <laughs> mm-hmm. through it. Um but I have um great how do I want to say the 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 universality mm-hmm. of Christianity yeah. really is because we have one Bible mm-hmm. that is so adaptive, if I can put it that way, yeah. to every culture. I mean, mm-hmm. it's amazing. And I've had fortune enough to travel around the world mm-hmm. different, and, I, and I have just found how they take the Bible, they're, they're living the Bible, they're, they're, they're obeying the Lord, but in their own kind of culture. Mm-hmm. It's a different way maybe than Americans do mm-hmm. it. Um, so uh, one of the things that makes Americans not so welcome in parts of the world is because we think that the way we do it is, you know, straight down from heaven above. <laughs> and yeah. they say, no, actually, you're just, it's your culture that you have those particular practices. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even the way, the way the way you pray, there's different ways I, mm-hmm. I've known how people pray in different countries, uh, which yeah. actually I find refreshing sometimes. That uh, mm-hmm. the intensity, especially I mean, for me the Finns in Finland, I was just uh, amazed at how intense oh, they were. Okay. I mean, it's to them you feel like they're delivering a baby. I mean, they're so. They're not growling, but like, Lord, you know, they just, they're just, but that comes from the fact that their border mm-hmm. to what was the Soviet Union, and they got, uh, you know, through World War II, they, yeah. they held off the, the Russians for well over a year, mm-hmm. uh, paid heavily for it, um, it's, and it's a tough climate, I mean, the climate there is, is it's cold, mm-hmm. Um that whole country, uh, the, I guess the best way to say is the people are hard. They're mm-hmm. hardened, maybe yeah, that's the best yeah. way to put it. Um, so that's the way they pray. And you get that from them. Which, yeah. They're very, they, they don't have a, that much of a sense of humor. Uh, they're just different people <laughs> yeah, from us. Yeah. But I admired so much because you would be hard pressed to find a really true Finn, a Finnish Christian, uh, that is not either has not done mission work or or some. I mean, they are they are they're really active. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they are very yeah. uh, committed in their faith. So anyway, I'm just saying. I I think that through the the, the scripture, we have something that. Um, meets us wherever we are in whatever culture we're in. Mm-hmm. And so, and Peter is for all of us, so to speak. I yeah. mean, and, and the, the, the apostles yeah. and Paul and these people speak to us all. Yeah, I, like I said, I, you were talking about that, and 
one of the one of the guys that I kind of follow on on YouTube and his podcast just converted to to uh, Catholicism mm. from Protestantism. So like, I was just curious, like mm. if you've ever heard that or if that was even an argument, because um, you are a lot more traveled than than I am. <clears throat> so yeah, I was just just curious. I, I am I am surprised to be honest with you the popularity of the Orthodox Church mm. in Russia. Um, mm. An Orthodox service, to me, is a cure for insomnia. I mean, it is <laughs> just boring uh, to me because mm-hmm. they don't even sit. I mean, they stand. Oh, wow. Uh, and it could be two hours, their service. And it's it's uh, very liturgical. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. Just everything about it, it, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But it's it. But it's it's a. There's a what? What word am I looking for? The worship service. It it has it has sort of a not mystical. That's probably not the right word. But you know, just kind of a holy presence. You know, yeah. you feel like you're. You're really uh, involved in, in, in that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, you're not a bystander, so to speak. I guess is mm-hmm. the way I'm trying to say it. Uh, in our worship services, and uh, you know, we're 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 we have somebody leading, and, and we're all interacting. There, they feel more like they are involved. It's all part mm-hmm. uh, together. I mean, you have obviously a a priest who's doing the the rituals, but. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I just I just find it uh, extremely um, it's surprising that teenagers and you know mm-hmm. guys in their twenties that said, yeah, I, I, I you know went to this church that church, but I, you know that we're we're going to the Orthodox Church, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. So it must <laughs> resonate to, yeah. with a certain group of people that have that that want that kind of which I think. Mm-hmm. There are even, uh, you know, folks that uh, find it. I know Francis Schaeffer's mm-hmm. uh, son, same thing, Frankie, he was yeah. drawn that way. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to disparage them. I mean, they're, yeah. they're whatever, if that's bringing them closer to the Lord, amen. Yeah, and that's that's one of the, the things that I've always kind of balked at myself is when people are so against the, the the Orthodox Church or the Catholic Church. I'm like, mm. listen, are they growing in their faith? Are they getting mm. closer to mm. Christ? If that's the case, then I'd mm. say yes, amen, give them a hug and say, yep. love you, dude. Yeah. Love you, brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so the other thing, we mentioned this at home group last night, Ooh. is because you brought up the Orthodox Church. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, we were talking about that. And it's always one of the things that I've respected about the Orthodox Church is they've preserved some of these type of rituals mm-hmm. with the incense mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and all of these things. Yeah, that's true. And I find that really awe-inspiring, that they're that committed to Christ, that they're willing to continue on with some of the practices mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm. would have done himself. So I, I th- I've always thought that that was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like having the incense swinging as they're walking through the, through yeah. the aisles. And, yeah. um, now, total 180 back into <laughs> okay. the American culture. Right. Um, there's one 
verse in here. I'll just read it, read the first part of, of the verse. <clears throat> it's verse 15 of, of Exodus 30. Oh, Exodus 30. Um, so it says, The rich shall not pay more, and the poor shall not pay less than the half shekel. Um, like Trevor and I were talking on Sunday um, about you know, racial reconciliation and this, this kind of like fad social justice warrior thing. Um, and I thought it was really interesting that God was, as God was giving Moses these, in, these instructions, he didn't take into play the social power dynamic right. or the social economic power dynamic, whatever, um, however you want to characterize that. God, God's like, listen, you are all worth the same. You are all, it doesn't matter if you're rich, doesn't matter if you're poor, you're all paying this half shekel because you are all worth this. Mm. The rich, the poor, you're all my children. I love you the, the exact same. Um, so do you have any thoughts on on that particular verse as you were as you were doing your prep? Well, you know, it did stand out, I must admit. I remember looking at I'm looking for a a quote now among myself here. <laughs> um, the um, the point of the half a shekel, mm-hmm. the money, at least in my perspective. Mm-hmm was it all have sinned and fallen short of the glory yeah. of God. We're yeah. all sinners. Yep. That yep. we are universally, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're right. The, 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 the fact that it's easier for a rich person and it's going to be hardship for the mm-hmm. younger one. But Dane Ortland actually had a quote um, that I meant to give mm-hmm. and I forgot. it. Um, I love this quote. All are bad does not make us harder to save. And all our good does not make us easier to save. What saves us is Christ. And therefore, all we contribute is, honestly, admitting we are sinners and casting ourselves on him. Mm. So if the, if the point is not the money per se, even though, granted, it, it does have a you know, deficit effect upon uh, the poor, but what God is trying to think, I think, what trying to emphasize is that we are all one, you, despite your mm-hmm. economic status or yeah. social status or whatever status you want to put, we're all sinners. Mm-hmm. We are all sinners. We all need to pay this debt. Yeah. And the yeah. debt is the same for all of us. Mm-hmm. And should you not pay it, you deserve death. Yeah. So it needs to be paid, and Jesus did pay it mm-hmm. once and for all. Yeah. And I, uh, just a, another little thought that um, uh, Pastor Raphael and I were talking about mm-hmm. the message a little bit, and he might, I might get in trouble for stealing his thunder, <laughs> but he, he thought to himself also, isn't it curious that Jesus was born during a time of a census? It was mm-hmm. a census supposedly over the whole world mm-hmm. and now one man's coming and being born who's going to pay the, it all who's going to pay it all oh wow yeah i'd never considered that isn't that really a, wow 
Yeah, that's a talk that, about an advent reflection. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing that the other week. But it, but it, can I just also say, this is why, folks, that stuff in Exodus that becomes flyover country. Mm-hmm. If we take a time and work through it and look at what how that is applied mm-hmm. in the New Testament, man, there is gold, mm-hmm. gold in that creek, you yeah. know, and. It'll be interesting, you know, once we go through all of this, you know, and just for, just for fun, um, looking at and reading through Revelation, Mm. because Exodus is so foundational to the entirety of the Old Testament, how much more would we get out of a, Mm. a book like Revelation? Yeah, yeah. So I know it's been a slow slog mm-hmm. uh, through <laughs> through Exodus, and it is. It's 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 not easy. I mean, no. th- those are those are challenging scriptures, but mm-hmm. we ha- we default to the fact that it's inspired word of God. Yeah. And if it is the inspired word of God, then there's something there for us. And if I don't mm-hmm. see it instantly, one of the things that that kind of new Christians especially drive me crazy. Because they sometimes park themselves on minutia and, and want to know. And I said, you know, kind of just step back, get mm-hmm. a bigger picture. Those yep. things will come in time. So the curiosity, sometimes, I think those can sometimes be diversions. But, mm-hmm. but uh, especially as you are maturing in your faith, your maturity should be that you're um, looking deeper into these, these things and mm-hmm. not just... Yeah, and that you know that brings up a good um, practical uh, way to read the Bible is like at, going back to what I was saying about writing in your Bible. If you are mm. struggling with the passage, or um, you just have a question, like, "Hey, you know, how does this work itself out?" Mm. Um, write the question in the margin. Make sure that you throw a question mark on there. Highlight that question mm. mark. Do something, and then write your question down in like a, a more it's called a commonplace notebook. Yeah. Um, and then continue on. Just like skip over it for now. Don't park there. Continue mm. on with your reading. And then when you're done, after you get that bird's eye view, then go back into mm. that question. Ask yourself, to, was, it, was it answered? Or do I have to go you know, mm. talk to my pastor, pick up a commentary, mm. um, do a little bit more you know, reading or... You know, maybe even your pastor or the commentary is like, no, you need mm-hmm. to read further and get the full picture of Scripture before yeah. this question is going to be even come, like, even remotely illuminated. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, and just to give you a quick, just yeah. maybe a last thought, I, I'm a real big on journaling, but I also I think you're right in writing in your Bible uh, because I, I have, um, I actually have my original Bible that was given to me when I was six years old oh, wow. for perfect Sunday school attendance. <laughs> um, and I got a I got a children's Bible. Now, a children's Bible in 1957 or whenever I got that mm-hmm. was a King James Bible, which had six color plates in it that mm-hmm. had to do something with, you know, just with children, you yeah. know, Jesus, uh, you know, little children and David and Goliath, of course, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But even as a young, just here I am in elementary school, but I wrote little notes 
in oh, the wow. side because I, I don't know why, how, mm-hmm. what, you know, I mean, I was mostly questions, mm-hmm. but even as I continued on in my life, I have those old Bibles and, and to look back mm-hmm. and see those questions that I had, it actually encourages you. It, there's a blessing in recognizing your maturity mm-hmm. because you don't see yourself now, you know, like it just seems like well, that's common sense. You go back and you realize, wow, I had to work through some things to get mm-hmm. to that. It's, I don't know, I just find it, uh, I don't do it that often, but, mm-hmm. you know, once in a while, if I, if I look at those old, uh, those old Bibles, because like, I never throw one away, mm-hmm. I, can't, I think that's almost, I don't know, <laughs> like go to hell if I throw away a Bible, but my wife thinks I'm crazy because I <laughs> keep all these things, but I, 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 I get encouraged by those, mm-hmm. and especially my journals where um, actually I just recently read my journal right before Raphael came here to City Church. Mm-hmm. And I was really down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was praying like crazy, Lord, we need help here. We need, please, Lord. I mean, I was begging. In my, and, and I thought um, it even brings it more into context when Raphael came and... Mm-hmm. Uh, just really began to turn us around here. It yeah. made a big difference. So, um, I've I, to tell you the truth, I didn't even remember those days. I don't because re- oh, wow. I'm yeah. I'm in the now. Yeah. But to realize that that um, where we were mm-hmm. um, and where my where I was, mm-hmm. where where my despondency, but I was trusting God, mm-hmm. and that was a part that encourages me. As I thought, as I'm reading through that, I'm crying out to God, and I'm recognizing that Lord, you have an answer for it. So yeah. That's a yeah, and as we as we finish up, that's also this is the last thing I'm going to say. I promise. <laughs> um, that's a really good reason. Just that example. That's what Exodus was written for. Mm-hmm. It was written right. to go back to and mm-hmm. remember all of these things. Absolutely. And when you do, not just like what you were saying, like you were crying out to God. Mm-hmm. Israel at this time is crying out to God, mm. and this is the chronicle of that outcry. Yeah, that's good. That's very um, good. So even though I haven't mastered journaling, I don't <laughs> do it at all. <laughs> um, there are times where I just sit back in, in my memories and just think and remember, because um, there are certain things that I always want to remember, and mm. if I meditate on them, I'm going to remember them and reflect and then realize, oh, wow, God has been mm. so good to get me to here. So thank mm. you for whatever was going on here, <laughs> even though it sucked at the time. Yeah, And yeah. it still sucks to remember it sometimes. Right. I agree. But we can still thank God for that perseverance through something like that and not giving up. And my secret is I write it in code. Because my oh. wife claims that nobody can read my handwriting. Even <laughs> she can't read it. I, to me, it, it's perfectly you know, legible. <laughs> but no one else can, so I said, okay, fine. So uh, if, think, if when I die, no one's going to be able to use any of these. But uh, I think that's because you have the, the two letters in front of your name, DR. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, that just kind of comes with... The, the uh, title doctor yeah, is illegible yeah. handwriting. Yeah, and I think I think you te- yeah they teach you that <laughs> how to how to write illegibly. Oh, and yeah. Raphael's right on that path. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's for um, sure. You're welcome, Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so Larry, thank you uh, for walking us through 
through that passage. Um, and for those of you that are listening, we want to remind you that this is not a replacement for the sermon. This is a supplement to it. And it's also not a replacement for being involved in a local church. If you are, if you are in Williamsport and don't have a church home, we would love to meet you and get you um, get to know you to see if this is going to be a good church home for you. Um, so if you are not from this area and you're listening in, let us know, drop a comment or get a hold of us and we would love to get to know you. So have a blessed week, guys.